This episode of Little Bit of Life podcast is sponsored by Everybody, where they strive to believe that bodies come in all shapes and sizes, but yet the intimates market really just provides uniformity and conformity with limited sizing and supply. Everybody embraces all of our individuality by accommodating the uniqueness and diversity of our human bodies with the introduction of inclusizing. Our crotches are not created equally, and our underwear should accommodate our differences. They are the new innovators to the underwear market. Everybody offers optional crotch sizes together with a full range of waist sizes from extra small to 4XL. It is the only true size inclusive brand on the market, and they're on a mission to create products that accommodate the uniqueness and diversity of our bodies. I linked up with them about a month ago, and let me tell you, this is my favorite grab-and-go underwear for every single outfit that I have. I have a smaller waist, however, I have a short torso, and when I go and grab all of my intimate loungewear, especially from our favorite stores, nothing really seems to fit me how I want. It is all about my uniqueness, accommodating my body, and comfortability. Make sure you order today on their website at www.everybody.com and make sure to follow their Instagram at everybodyofficial. I will put all the description details in today's episode and make sure you order today. You are unique, you need to accommodate for your size and feel beautiful and comfortable every day. Welcome to Little Bit of Life podcast. I'm your host, Tabitha, better known as Little on social media. A lot of you may know me from social media, but little is shown off the apps. This podcast is dedicated to having the real, raw, and occasional chats on topics of what we seem to think but don't say. Special guests will join in that have impacted me along the way. Very little is left off limits. Enjoy on your favorite streaming platform, watch live videos of interviews on YouTube, and let's dive into some topics together. Hey guys, welcome into a very special episode that is launching today. It is Sunday, but what is today? It is Stepmother's Day. Can we just take a second to just take a deep breath, release it, and say, you are heard, you are noticed, you are loved, your hard work within the family that you did not create, but that was made for you. We see you, we hear you, we love you. Pour that glass of Chardonnay, grab that energy drink, relax for this next episode. I have on an amazing guest with me today. They are the duo, Bonus Moms, Jamie and Ellie. They're coming on where we're going to talk about everything. Remember, stepmoms, bonus moms, we are better together. We are fabulous step parents, and guess what? We all suffer and struggle all the same. Sit back and relax. Realize you're not the only one that's going crazy, where we talk about all of the things bio mom, bio dad, step moms, bonus moms, creating boundaries, and everything and anything in between. Your presence is enough for this special episode, and this is all about us as stepmothers and bonus moms today. Hey guys, welcome into another episode, Little Bit of Life Podcast with your host, Little. When we're talking about bonus moms, stepmoms, that radical word, there's a podcast that's coming out with these two amazing women that are firecrackers in their community, and I'm honored to have them on today. Welcome on, Ellie and Jamie. How's it going? How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good. 
I'm excited. As you can tell behind you, you've got that amazing neon sign bonus moms. Their podcast is coming very soon. So make sure you check out on all the streaming platforms. It's coming right to your car for morning pickups and drop-offs and sports practice and those days that you're just having that meltdown in your bubble bath crying. You have a time that you need to listen. So let's go ahead and dive in. We are all on this episode. We're bonus moms. What does that mean to you exactly? Oh boy. What does that mean to us? Um, we, you know, help take care of all the littles, right? All the little kids, not you little, but I mean, no, you know, I mean, we were there to love on the kids, whether we birthed them or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. It's just a little bit of extra parenting, a little more love for another kid. Yep. I always talk about this when we talk about stepmoms and bonus moms and, you know, whatever you want to call it out there. We always get that sense of support of a comment, which I'm sorry, is not support. When we're in that moment where we're not getting that pat on the back, we're not getting the credit when we are making sure that our stepchildren are taken care of, as well as our biological children are taken care of, our husbands, our partners, our spouses. We always get that when we feel like we're kind of just beat down and we're tired of, you know what you signed up for. It's always that one sentence that seems to come out. Have you guys heard this numerous times? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, like, it's in a a weird way, like, it's never actually come out and said that exact, those exact words to me, but it's kind of, like, hinted. But at the same time, like, you actually don't know what you're signing up for. You've never Mm -hmm. experienced this. You've never been involved with someone else's kid or the bio mom or anything like that. So technically, you really don't know what you're signing up for. Yeah, you know that you're taking on another kid, but all the things that come with it, you don't know. Oh, absolutely. And every child is different. And when you meet them at a certain age, like three, four, five, six years down the road, they could be a very different child with different needs. And so do we know what we signed up for? No, we don't. All we know is that we signed up to be in a relationship with our partner. That's what we know. That's what we're guaranteed. Yeah, I saw a, uh, I actually posted it with your social media for this podcast episode today. It says that a good stepmom is not made, she is built. When I read that first sentence, I'm like, whoo, okay, yeah, I'm interested. I want to read a little bit more. She is built by the hardships of her role, the tears she cries in secret, and by the lessons that she learns through trial and error. I feel like being a stepmom is so difficult because when bio moms get burned out, they always get that pat on the back. If you're doing a good job, you're a mom, you've got this, you know, your support system is here for you. But when a stepmom gets tired, it's why? It's always the question of why? Well, they're not your children. Why? Because you're taking on a role that is built by your expectations versus your reality. When you dive in, because let's be real, I think all of us go full head force in a thousand miles an hour and we get burned out. I was on an episode prior where I did the same thing and I didn't realize It was more of my resentment of myself of how much I gave at the very forefront versus just kind of putting my feet in the shallow end, checking the temperature, and then kind of going in at my pace. What have you guys had with similarities? Or maybe you haven't done this before in your own lives. Oh, we've definitely both done this in our own lives. And, um, you know, going back to social media real quick, we do get a lot of DMs in our inbox almost on a daily basis saying like, how do I take a step back? Like this is bothering me about the situation or whatever. And you know, our advice is to take a step back and reevaluate your role 
in the blended family dynamic, how you're showing up for yourself, your partner, the kids, it, even if you have bio kids, because um, it, it, it's always, it's such a fluid environment. It's always changing. You know, two days are never going to be the same. And so while, you know, my role as a bonus mom a year ago might have been a certain way and Jamie's was a different way today they're both completely different than they were a year ago or even six months ago so it's just it's always changing (laughs) and I'm a lot like you um I went like full force so Mm -hmm. I met my stepson when he was two months old and I was like this is awesome. I have another kid. <laughs> I'm going to be a stepmom. Like, this is so cool. Like our kids are eight months apart and it was like, so cool. So I was like, let's do it. Let's do all the play dates. Let's take him more often than we, you know, than scheduled for. And then my husband was at work, like, you know, back then he was not my husband, but he was just my boyfriend and he was working a lot. And so I was like, sure, we can take him extra and I'll take care of him. And then that lasted for like eight years and it just like built up and built up. And then then we started having some issues with my stepson and then I like took a step back and I was like, what am I doing? I'm literally, I've done everything, mm-hmm. everything. And so mm-hmm. then it was like, you're burnt out. You have resentment. It's like, you're just, you're so, you're so, you kind of check out honestly. Yeah. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. and then the problem is you take a step back and then it's like, Oh, you don't care about the kid anymore. Oh, you don't need, it's all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, no, no. Because now that I'm not taking time off of work to go to doctor's appointments and dentist and taking, you know, going out of my way to do things. Now you just think that I just don't love your kid or want to be around him. It's like, no, it's now your guys' turn to be the parents and I'm going to take a step back. And, and obviously that causes a lot of problems and tension. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have three stepdaughters. Um, currently they're 13, almost 12 and eight. And, you know, so we're in the thick of the attitudes and the (laughs) hormones and all that fun stuff of teenage girls. And um, one thing that I've recently done to take a step back, and again, like, I can't, I feel like, because our kids are so close in age, I have two bio kids um, who also live with us full time, and they're 12, they're twins. And so our family is just so intertwined and enmeshed in everything we do, because all the kids are such close ages, that it's like, it's harder for me to take a step back because two out of the five kids are my own and they're right in the middle of all those ages. Right. Mm -hmm. So it would look pretty crappy if I was only taking care of my two kids. (laughs) I was like, Nope, the other three. Yeah. They're not mine. Mm -mm." Um, So of course I would never do that. But at the same time, um, for instance, Monday nights, that's the one night of the week that we have all the kids home every single week. And so I told my husband recently, I'm like, listen, Y'all are ungrateful and unappreciative <laughs> of when I cook the six of you dinner <laughs> like six nights a week sometimes. Yeah. I said, Monday nights, they're yours. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm stepping back. I'm going to sit on the couch just like you do and wait until my dinner is ready. <laughs> so, Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, I sit there and think like, man, like even today, I'm like, I have like my morning, so to speak, clear. My schedule's open. And what did I do? I was cleaning. I was organizing. I was figuring out what we're doing for dinner because we have a date night, double date night. And it's like, I just want to, I want to come back in another life as either my amazing pet or a man where I can just sit back and be like, Hey, what's for dinner? Or, Oh, um, the toilet paper roll was empty yesterday, but Oh, the fairy came and just replaced it. Isn't that great? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Cause, and you know, it kind of sparked this change for me just for Monday night dinner times because 
a few weeks ago. So my husband's family is Italian. So I made this homemade Italian meal for everybody on a Monday night, you know, feeding seven people. And uh, my stepdaughter walks into the kitchen, the oldest one, and she looks at it like this, like, you know, just that 13 year old disgusted (laughs) attitude face. And she rolls her eyes and she goes, is that cheese on top? And I'm like, why, yes, it is. It's freshly grated Parmesan cheese. You're welcome. You know? And she goes, I am not eating that. <laughs> and I'm in, like, inside, I'm just like, okay, I'm processing a lot of emotions right now. I am biting my tongue. <laughs> and I, I just, you know, and I, I told my husband, I'm like, I just can't do this. Mm-hmm. You got to step in and help somewhere because... Being, well, and it's not a job for one person. No, it's not. And being a bonus mom is not a job for one person. <laughs> no. Like, you got to have the support from, yeah. you know, from your partner. So. Yep. Two big things I always say in when you are dating someone in the beginning with a child, like she, like she said, it's exciting. You're like, oh man, like this is great. We're going to be best friends. They're going to be amazing. It's almost that pressure of... I have to be better than I thought my expectations ever could be for myself. And the two main things you have to focus on, which are so hard to admit, are communication and boundaries. And that has to do with your partner first, especially not just with your with your bonus kids, not with your stepchildren, but it has to do with your partner first, learning to communicate. And I think the hardest frustration with stepmoms and bonus moms is that we're almost afraid to speak up because we don't know how we're going to be perceived from our partner. It's always that fear of, are they going to be mad? Like she said, do they think I don't love their child or that I'm giving up or that I'm quitting? I had that massive struggle and it was something interesting because my partner's like, I can't even stand now when he says this, but he'll laugh. It's a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Well, my fear was, what if I say something, even like down to how she's eating? I mean, she's five and we have to tell her five million times, eat your food, eat your food. And I'm sitting there like, if I hear this one more time, I swear I'm going to just scream. And you sit there internally and you're freaking out all the time. So what would you say to a bonus mom that's listening and may feel this frustration of, I'm so scared to have a conversation with my partner for the fear of what the retaliation is going to be after? Ooh, Honestly, like question. I I know you don't have any uh, bio kids, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I mean, some not everybody obviously does, but in our situation, like if I'm like done for the night and I'm just like I have to check out, and I say to my husband with my own biological kid, "Can you go get her a shower because or him a shower, whatever?" Because I need to go to bed. He'd be like, "Okay, yeah." If I said that about my stepson, it's like, would you think the same thing, or are you going to mm-hmm. think that? I just don't want to deal with him, yeah. you know? So it's like, whether you got to think like, I would say the same exact thing to my own kid, you know, my own bio kid. So it's like, if I would say that about my own, then it's going to be okay to be able to say it about my step kid. Yeah. And that's like the kind of thought you have to say, like, I would never be like, Oh, I'm done with you. I'm not going to deal with you to my own kid. So I'm not going to say that to my step kid. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say that to my husband, but it's like, if you're going to say it to your own biological kid, I think it's completely fine to say it to your stuff kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And you know, the communication aspect with your partner. Um, so my husband and I have been together for four years. So I've been a bio, no, I've been a bio mom for a long time, but uh, 14 <laughs> years because <laughs> I do have a 14 year old too. Um, but I've been a bonus mom for four years and it has been such a learning experience navigating communication between my husband and I, because like, there's just so many variables that come into play, right? I mean, he and I both have full-time jobs. 
Jamie and I do this on the side too for fun. Um, we have like what four goldfish, two dogs, five <laughs> sports teams, and a partridge in a pear tree. And my husband coaches all of the teams. <laughs> so I, we are very, very, very busy people. And um, I have learned over the years that when a thought pops into my head about needing to talk to my husband regarding the stepkids, like just put a lid on it. You can't, it just, it cannot come out of your mouth. It needs to stay There's a time in the, in the head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, like can't go barging into his office and be like, so she did this and it's really bothering. Like, no, that's, that's not going to get us anywhere, but into an argument. So, um, that I think is the biggest, biggest thing that he and I have learned about each other is that we have to be respectful of each other as bio parents, first and foremost. And because if you're disrespecting my kids, I'm going to feel disrespected as well, mm-hmm. right? And that goes for the bio dad and, and the kids too, whoever, whoever it is. Um, and I think, you know, for those bonus moms who are listening who are not a bio mom, the same rule applies, you know, because dad does not want to hear about his everything that his kids are doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And so as the bonus mom or the bonus dad, whoever it is, like you have to be respectful of that and approach it in a manner that the other person is willing to listen. So what works for my husband and I, if we're having a busy day, you know, I'll text him or he'll text me and be like, hey, need to chat tonight about xyz that so-and-so did yesterday or this morning or whatever um you know or maybe one of us is having some windshield time with a meeting throughout the day or whatever and so we call each other for five minutes hey don't have time to talk about this right now but we need to chat about so-and-so later tonight so we put the kids to bed sit down for a few minutes and talk about it and the reason why that works for us and it may not work for everybody is that it gives you like all day long to get in that mindset of, okay, I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to absorb the information that may or may not be that great to listen to about my own child. Mm-hmm. So that's one piece of communication advice that and I would give. that is absolutely not easy. <laughs> no, <it's> not. <laughs> and it'll take years to learn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because when years. you get a text message or an email or whatever, you're like, all of a sudden you are just like boiling and hot and you want to be like, what what are we gonna respond with how did you what did you think about that what are we gonna say and it's like and also they don't like the dads like they just do not view it the same way we did they're like okay Mm -hmm. so she wants to have an extra day and i'm like but that's not what the court order says that's not what we're gonna do we have plans that day and he's like okay well then we just say no i'm like what you're not hearing me you're not listening to what i'm saying so they're always like it's okay we'll respond i'm like well we're gonna respond now and and so like they just view it so differently but then Mm -hmm. like what ellie's saying like, yes, majority of the time you're thinking you have all day to think and it's like you get to a clear head, but then other times, like, it's just a thought that will never go away. Yeah. And I'm like, I, the kind of, sometimes the day goes on, I like think about it more and then I have like, it's just, it, you just get angry. That's why, you need annoyed. A, that's why you need a bonus mom friend is because yeah. in those moments, Jamie and I call each other or we yeah. text each other yeah. <laughs> and we have the conversation that we wanted to have in the moment yes. with our husbands but we have it with each other. Yeah. So that way it gets off our chest. Yeah. And then by the time it's time for us to talk to our husbands, we're much more calm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're about the conversation. We're like, you're right. Yeah, I agree. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of those. And uh, she's, we, we, 
came and found each other through different circumstances in life. And she's now a stepmom. And so we kind of have that moment of, I, I've had to learn there's a difference between acting and reacting to a situation. Um, I'm pretty sassy and stubborn and uh, I'm very OCD. I like my schedule to be color coded, his schedule to just kind of vibe with mine and a five-year-old's. And that's just not the way the household is going to work. So like, you know, you guys were saying, it's good to have that conversation. If you need to vent, I mean, I always just call mine and say, hey, I have a moment. I need my turn. And she's like, okay, go. There's no time restriction. There's no timer. And like you said, it's something that, I mean, if I ever had those kind of conversations with my partner, we would not be very good parents together. It would be impossible. (laughs) But you need to have that moment where you have that support system that hears you, that listens to you and understands you outside of your four walls within your household. It can be somebody that may not be a bonus mom. They may just be a regular bio mom, or it's somebody that just knows you very, very well, because I'm telling you like they are, it's going to save your sanity on a daily, especially if you are you know, in a custody situation, because let's just be real. I feel like men are very flexible. Like, oh, well, yeah, sure. We just get extra time. And like you said, no, we have schedules. We have plans. We have this, like we have tickets. We were going out of town. So it's something where I have learned you have to be very relaxed in your lifestyle. And that is so difficult when you're looking at your relationship and your partnership and you're working on that and keeping it healthy and sane. And you're also doing it with your stepchildren, getting to know them, what they like, what they don't like. And then also making sure that somewhere as a bonus mom, you still fit into that in taking care of yourself. I think that's the number one thing that we do not do. We do not take care of ourselves. We always put ourselves last. And that's going to really weigh on you as well. Based on how you're able to communicate with your partner, your emotions, how you're triggered. So that leads me into boundaries. That is the biggest part. What have you guys learned about boundaries? A lot. I'll let Ellie take this one because she's queen boundary. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So I like to call myself a uh, recovering codependent, which, Mm. you know, I think most of us probably are codependent in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I've worked very hard over the last few years in therapy, um, to get to that point. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because if you are with a partner who has children or a child with someone else, there's probably been a breakup of some sort, whether they were married or not. And I'm willing to bet there is at least a little bit of codependency somewhere within these people, mm-hmm. right? And um, that means there were no boundaries. So boundaries have to happen. They have to be put into place. And, you know, it can kind of be a buzzword, boundary this, boundary that, right? Um, but do you, when you truly understand boundaries, you know that not only do they have to be created, they have to be enforced. And the creation of boundaries, that's the easy part. I mean, we could sit here all day long and make a bullet point list of, you know, of yeah. boundaries. Um, but then taking your list and actually enforcing it on a day-to-day basis or every time a text or an email comes in or whatever the case may be, that's the hard part because a lot of times, like the, a lot of the messages we get, um, it's that bio dad is lacking the boundaries 
with bio mom Mm -hmm. and then bonus mom is in the middle and she's frustrated because she's like I don't know what to do you know it's not my child necessarily it's you know dad is walking on eggshells with mom and it's just a whole thing so um that was that is kind of our situation too mine Mm -hmm. and Jamie's Mm -hmm. um Jamie and I have dealt with this a lot together because both of our husbands, sorry, husbands, I know you're probably listening and we love you so much, but you both struggle with boundaries. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Still love you. Um, And, you know, especially when it comes to boundaries with communication with bio mom, it just wasn't there. And, you know, coming into this, relationship as you're basically the third party coming into these people's relationship right and you have a fresh perspective of it's an outsider looking in it is Mm -hmm. you have a fresh perspective on their their habits on their crappy communication because that probably led you know in some way shape or form to them breaking up in the first place too and you come in and now you see this and you're like whoa um there needs to be boundaries here and I think a lot of bonus moms are hesitant to have that discussion with their partner because it can sound like we're trying to be in control of the situation, but we're not, we're not trying Mm -hmm. to control anything. What we're trying to do is say, Hey, I have a fresh perspective to offer on your situation and relationship with bio mom. I'd like to be heard because this is still my life. And now this is part of my family. And I think that's a very, very valid and important thing for bonus moms to speak up about. Mm -hmm. And Jamie and I have both had to put Mm -hmm. that type of boundary into place when it comes to communicating with the bio moms, just for our own sanity, because you don't want, like, you have to have bio mom as part of your life, right? Because the kid, the kid's however many there are like you don't just get to be like okay bye you're not around anymore as much as we would like to do that sometimes I mean you can't um and we can say that because we're both bio moms that have to deal with other bonus moms but anyway uh, we're allowed yeah but it's it's so important because you do have to deal with another woman in your relationship and the only healthy way to deal with her is with boundaries which leads me to the next question. We're going to do a little Q&A here, which is really fun because I want to get both of your perspectives on these questions. We're going to dive into the bio mom topic because I know a lot of people as well as you do that some work and some don't. So what are your thoughts? Yes or no on, let's just, let's just dive into the group chat. So many people, especially myself, decided to come up with an idea of, hey, we all need to be in a group chat so we can all communicate effectively. Well, like with my partner, I said, you know, you have the bio mom, her new partner, and you, you need a witness, whether that's me, whether that's somebody else, no witness was ever added months later down the road, didn't listen. But what are your thoughts? Do you feel that everyone should be in a group chat together? Or do you feel that a bonus mom is actually going to have more anxiety from being in that group chat and seeing all the conversations? We have a lot to say about this. (laughs) So when, um, we started having some issues with my stepson at school and stuff. We were like, why don't we create a, a group chat and every morning or, or every day after school, we just text, you know, his date was good. He had an issue. It was good, whatever it was. And so, um, we started that 
And then um, it kind of led to like schedule changes and things like that over the group chat. And eventually it was just me and her talking. My husband never responded, never was involved. I'd be like, oh, do you remember when she said this? And he's like, no, when did she say that? And it worked really well for you guys. It it worked. It It totally worked. So well. Yeah. But but it was only between me and her. (laughs) So then it just kind of faded away. And then when I needed something or we talked about something, it would just be her and I that texted. So Mm -hmm. it worked if it's, I mean, you all have to put time and effort into it. It can't just be two people talking, you know, or four, you know, depending you guys would be four people. Ours is three people of the adults talking. So as long as everybody's included in it, because like I said, I would be on top of those texts. Yeah. Um, he would not be. So then it was kind of like pointless because the whole point is so that way everybody can see it. Yeah. (laughs) So in our case, it ended up not working, but And um, to answer your question about like the anxiety portion, it eliminated the anxiety for both of us Mm -hmm. because uh, before my husband and I did or created the group chat with um, his ex-wife and her husband, so that's four of us, um, you know, it was just the two of them talking, my husband and his ex, and I would be sitting there all day long like wondering like, did she send a message today? Mm -hmm. Did, Did anybody's schedules change? And I know they had a doctor's appointment. How did the appointment go? Did they text yeah. about the doctor's appointment? Like, they do, we, do we owe money? Is there a copay? Yeah. Do they have a follow-up? You know? I yeah. mean, did it get scheduled? What is braces going on? Yeah. It's just like, you just sit there and you wonder all mm-hmm. of these things. And again, going back to what I said a few minutes ago, it's not about the bonus mom coming in and trying to be in control. It's that we are the keeper of the schedule, mm-hmm. right? Like, we are the captain of the ship that pushes the gas pedal to keep things moving forward. So it is crucial for us to know what is going on. Like in Jamie's situation where she and her bio mom just ended up talking to each other directly because they were the ones doing all the scheduling, doing all the moving of the people and everything. And um, yeah, so that's why ultimately my husband and I created the group chat too is because we just have so many moving parts with a family of seven Mm-hmm. different custody schedules. Um, you know, to, like I, I always say our house is like a revolving door of children. Like we either have two, we have five or we have zero. <laughs> Sometimes we have three, four, who knows? I mean, it's just, it's just, there's a lot going on. And that is the ultimate reason why a group chat works for myself and Jamie's situations. Cause we just, there has to be coordination somewhere. Mm-hmm. As much as we don't want to have communication, it's like you have to. Yeah. And if, I mean, finding one way that works, because like even like my husband, like we'll get to it later, but like me and bio mom do not talk at all anymore. So mm-hmm. it's just between them two. And so now I'm always like, have you heard from her? Has she texted? Yeah. Have you texted her? And he, he gets like so annoyed. And I'm like, right. but the thing is, is like, if she texted you about something important, it's not like you remember to tell me. Yep. Even though I'm probably included in it. Yeah. <laughs> so then it's like, so then right before I'm leaving, he's like, oh, by the way, you have to go do this. And it's like, okay, no, I'm, it, not, I'm not doing that. Yeah. It throws your whole day off. Yeah. And like you said too, um, you know, your OCD, you have your, your schedule color coded and everything. We use a marker board. Yeah. I put everything in my phone calendar. Yeah. We are the same way. Like yeah. everything, everything is written down. And it has to be. Otherwise, like we said, there's too many people. Things are going to get lost, forgotten about. Right. And so, you know, there were several instances before we created the group chat where, um, (laughs) like five minutes before something's happening, my husband would spring it on me and be like, oh, 
so-and-so is going to this person's house or, you know, bio mom's going to be here in two minutes to pick up this kid. And this kid is like still in pajamas or, you know, hasn't eaten yet or needs their hairbrush. And I'm just like, what did you just say? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's just not, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Not going to work at all. So do you guys have a group chat or no? We do. Does it, does it function to what my standard would be? Absolutely not. Um, it's something where like that level of communication is off because I'm very protective. I'm protective of my partner. I'm protective over, you know, my now stepdaughter. Um, we're not married, but we're dating. And of course she comes up and she's like, I love you. I asked for a stepmom for Christmas. I'm like, Oh, you got me. You got me. Dang it. Oh, that's so sweet. And so like, even we went out to dinner last night and, you know, we're sitting there and I asked her like, what'd you learn at school today? We do a six, you know, six questions versus what'd you do? I don't know. What'd you learn? I don't know. So getting that communication, which is another episode coming up, but, um, she's like, oh, we're making books for mother's day. I'm like, oh, she's like, I'm making two because I have two moms and I'm sitting there going, uh oh, I'm not your mom. I'm not your mom. So I mean, it's, it's and again, like it's her own choice. It's yeah. not like you mm-hmm. asked for one or anything like that. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, I have anxiety because it's something where everything is just last minute. Um, and you know, my partner he travels a lot for work, so there are certain times that he can't go for his visits. Um, the bio mom and I have absolutely no communication. She refuses to meet me. She refuses to speak to me. And that's fine. I respect that. Um, I've been with other people in the past. I've been a stepmom role and I always have come into it where they have a mother and they have a father. I am not her mother. I don't want to replace her mom. And I'm here to be that support system for him as a partner, her as a child, and also for the bio mom. Cause I mean, it's taken me a couple of months to realize, like, there's a lot of moments with our conversations where I'm like, I don't stand up for you. I stand up for her on her side. She, yeah. She's yeah. right. And you're wrong. So mm-hmm. we're working, we're kind of working on that, which leads me to my next question. What are your thoughts on having a bio mom as a bonus mom on your social media? Do you add her as a friend to see your actual in-depth personal life? Or is that just off limits? So it's funny because we have complete opposite situations. We <laughs> <laughs> totally do. Go ahead. Um, well, let's see. I So I deal with, um, so I have it on both sides, right? So I have a bio mom that I deal with. I am a bio mom and a bonus mom. And then on the other side, my ex-husband's side, I deal with a bonus mom. So I've got bio on one side, bonus on one side, and I'm both. Um, yeah. How much, so how much ibuprofen do you take a day? <laughs> we drink a lot, we eat a lot, and we sleep a lot, and we take a lot of baths, and <laughs> we talk a lot of ibuprofen. Text message each other all the time. No, um, it's funny. Um, it, well, thankfully, they both didn't come into my life at the exact same time. Otherwise, that probably would have been yeah. even harder. But yeah. um, no, I say that because I I live a very private personal life. Mm -hmm. I have since the day I got divorced. Um, and for, you know, just various privacy reasons. And so I immediately blocked everybody on my social media, Mm -hmm. you know, my, my ex, his ex, um, the bio mom, the bonus mom, everybody got blocked. Like you get blocked and you get blocked (laughs) and you get blocked, you know, like just cause I just don't need that in, in my life. You know, I mean, I know that there's 
the, the spies out yeah. there for lack of a better term. And they find stuff out when they want to, or when they need to. And, um, you know, it is what it is like, okay, I must be doing something right. If you're sending mm-hmm. people after me to see what's going on on my social media. So that's where I stand with it, that we've never followed each other on social media. Mm-hmm. So mine, um, me and bio mom and my husband and her never had a relationship whatsoever. Like didn't even talk about, we just followed the court order. We'd show up when we needed to show up and we got, that was it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, it was about when he was about seven. So about three years ago, um, she started having a lot of problems with him. And then, so obviously we didn't follow each other or anything like that on any social media whatsoever. Didn't even, I knew nothing about her. My husband and her weren't very, together very long either. So he knows nothing about her either. <laughs> so we were just living our lives separately. Um, but then, yeah, so he started, she started having some issues with him at her house and stuff. So she had called us and asked if we can all get together and stuff. And so from then on, like, I was like, okay, so she's, she's fine. I mean, I don't have a problem with her or whatever. And kind of things just went a weird way and we became really close. Hold on. I have to interrupt you for a minute because you literally got matching soccer mom shirts and you took a picture and posted it on your social media. We got very close. You uh, were one of those. Without kids, we text, yeah. we do TikToks, we added each other on social media, obviously. We take the kids places. We did Mother's Day photos together. I mean, we would, we were like, like good friends. That's true. You know, and it was like, everything was like fine. Like she's a person I can hang out with. She's fine. But when it comes down to like the business part and taking care of yeah. one kid and how our views are so different, that's what caused problems. Mm-hmm. And so, um, needless to say, we're still friends on social media. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I guess it's just, it's kind of just where it's at right now. Um, will I've, they always be friends on social media? Right? Stay tuned. Right? I don't, I don't know. know. Honestly, like. It, when creating the boundaries is when all the problems are, like started. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's kind of hard because it's like I don't want to damage our relationship so much that like we're in a, we've been there we've been there where there's police we've been there with the court we've done it's miserable it's mm-hmm. absolutely miserable so it's like if deleting somebody on social media causes so many problems you know so it's like that's another step it's like I, I'm I'm not there and I hope one day like we don't have this toxic you know, relationship we have at least, at least a decent one where we can co-parent correctly and that can be included. <laughs> um, so I don't want to burn that bridge, I guess, or cross that bridge. So it's just kind of left where, where it's at right now. And honestly, yeah. like my social media is basically my kids, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I don't post any private information. Yeah. It's soccer games or stuff I do with the kids. So I'm not hiding anything on, you know, nothing's to hide on there, you know, so if you want to go on there, you're not going to find right much of my life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, that is one thing that is like, we've talked about this in the past. It's kind of funny because you think you're going to find stuff about somebody on social media, right? But given the situations that Jamie and I know that we have and the people that are in those situations with us, I can promise you right now, don't even waste your time looking at <laughs> our social media to try and find stuff out about our life because you're not yeah. going to find it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Which brings me to the next one, the lovely pickup and drop-off times. Do you feel that it is a good idea for bonus moms to attend pickup and drop-offs, even when there's a very high conflict situation? Or do you feel it actually causes more drama and more issues down the line? 
Hmm, it's we, very interesting because our situations pick up and drop very off. Very different. They're very different, and they're. It's not like it's a, it's not a meetup session. It's just like it's a, get out of the car and go. Yeah, it's, it's basically literally a, a business transaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I do pick up and drop offs because I take to school. So, you know, picking up for school in the morning, go to school, and then after school, drop off and go home. Yeah. So it's not like so as a as a bonus mom, I am doing it all. Um, but like I said, there's no talking. There's no, it's literally, and honestly, like if there's that much tension and problems are going to happen, that means it just needs to, something else needs to happen because you're doing all of this in front of your stepkids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like they already, they already feel the tension. They already know it's there. So it's like, if that's, if your time with the other parent, it's going to be that high conflict and everything. Then I just think, yeah, the, the bio dad needs to, or bio mom Whoever you're married to or with <laughs> needs yeah. to do the drop off. Mm-hmm. And I will say that um, even though this is where our pick up and drop off situation is today, like now today ours is similar, but neither one of us has been like this the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back to when you mentioned boundaries, oh, boundaries are a huge thing when it comes to pick up and drop off times. We've had people message us too about pick up and drop offs that are just. I mean, you would, you literally would not believe their stories unless you read it, you know, that mm-hmm. like you heard it directly from them. I mean, we've got bio moms showing up, pulling into the driveway in like a, a white t-shirt with no bra on and, you know, like little biker shorts and her booty hanging out. Or like when they like, just come and they like walk in. Oh yeah. They just walk right in like, the garage no, door no, no. and you're like, whoa, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there, it's all over the place. The stories we get are wild about pickup and drop-offs. But, um, you know, we, in my situation with my husband and his ex-wife, when, like, in the early years of the relationship, their pickup and drop-offs would last, like, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. The kids would be inside the house, and it would just be the two adults standing out on the sidewalk, in the driveway, whatever, just chatting and mm-hmm. I just you know I'm thinking to myself like why mm-hmm. you're not friends yeah. what are you talking about you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so that was another boundary conversation that my husband and I had to have because he didn't even realize that he was doing it mm-hmm. like it wasn't something that he was doing on purpose because he wanted to spend more time with her or whatever they're both I mean, very chatty people oh they're very <laughs> chatty both of them like neither one of them knows how to stop a conversation <laughs> So you put them two together. Oh, yeah. They just go around and around yeah. in a circle. And I'm just yeah. like, somebody needs to say it's over. Yeah. Um, so that was a boundary that my husband and I had to talk about, right? Like, let's set an expectation for what pickup and drop-offs look like. And today, it's just we pull up in front of the house. The kids get out. We wait till they're in the front door. We drive away. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we say our goodbyes and stuff like that at home. Uh, we give the hugs and the kisses and say the I love yous and discuss if there's something that needs to be brought back and forth at the next transition day or whatever. Uh, we make sure that's done before we leave our house. So, you know, it's the same with my kids, too, when they go to their dads. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's. it's but you do all the drop-offs? Um, no, it depends. So, um, we're actually our two situations are opposite. So with my bio kids and their dad, um, the parent who is receiving or starting the parenting time is picking up. Picking up. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And then, um, with bio mom, so my husband's ex-wife, 
um, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Whoever's parenting time is ending drops off at the house. Hmm. So, well, as most of you know, I moved to Texas from Arizona. I miss it so much. And knowing you guys are there, I'm like, oh my goodness. I know. Coming here and moving here, Texas is like, if you're listening in Texas, let me tell you, your state is like a whole other country. This place is wild. And I, and I knew like living in Arizona, I live in the wild West, but this is something else. Um, my pickup and drop off was kind of different. I heard all the horror stories of, you know, the fighting and, you know, Oh, I would pull up and, you know, her boyfriend would come out and tried to stab me. And I'm like, what? What in the world? and like, I had to sit and really take it all in, you know, dating and before meeting, you know, with the daughter and everything. And it was funny. He's like, you know, I had my, I mean, I love my partner to death. He cracks me up. He's like, yeah, I had my shirt off. I'm like, back it up. You had your shirt off. That's her. Oh my gosh. My husband used to do that. He used to go outside with his shirt off and talk to her for 45 minutes. I'm like, what are you yeah. doing? I'm like, we don't do that. He's like, I took my shirt off and we were going to fight. And I'm like, Oh, geez. You were that person. I would have laughed at you. What are you thinking? Are you out of your mind? So it was something where I went personal because I heard a lot of issues, obviously, with the previous girlfriend. Um, you know, I have to be reminded not only of the bio mom, but the girlfriend before me of, you know, oh, she used to do this with me and I miss her. And, and so it was coming into a, a situation where I was like, good God, I am compared to like all these different women and I better own up or I better just get comfortable real quick with being uncomfortable. And so I went to pick up and drop offs because for my safety of my partner, I'm like, this is wild. We're not ripping our shirts off and WWE wrestling in the front yard because your five-year-old is standing there and watching this behavior. So if you need somebody from the outside perspective, that's going to teach you how to behave, not like a wild child, then I need to do so. And it worked really well because at first I almost felt like you said that control of like, I want to go because I want to see what's happening. That wasn't the case. I wanted to see what was not working correctly so that we could all adapt. And it's interesting because I mean, there's a little bit of anxiety. We pull up, I'm like, oh my God, what's it going to be today? But I made it to where I set the boundary with myself and with my partner and saying, she's five. She can walk to the vehicle. You don't need to go to the door and cause problems. It's not saying you don't want anything to do with them, but just the less interaction that you have when it's toxic is better. And now same, we give the hugs, we say goodbye, but you know, it's, it's learning, which leads me into the negative conversations that the child comes back and says, Oh, they're saying this about you at this household. That is so hard to bite your tongue and not want to say something back and be the bigger person, which leads me into this one. How as a bonus mom, do you handle that situation yourselves? How much time do we have left? Because <laughs> man, is that hard. I mean, I have been called some names and I'm like, mm, that's hard. Did you schedule like seven hours for this episode? Because, <laughs> oh, it is so hard. And I think Jamie deals with it quite a bit more than I do. Um, just because again, like that's an expectation and a boundary discussion that my husband and I have had together that it's just simply not, um, not okay in our house to do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You respect every single parent, whether they're married, whether they're boyfriend, girlfriend, whether it's a grandparent, a teacher or somebody at church, I don't care who it is. You respect them, you know, and my husband and I are very much on the same page with that. Um, so, you know, and we speak very, very highly of, um, bio mom and her husband at our house. And we say the same exact, same exact thing to the three girls, the, my three stepdaughters is that, listen, 
you do not disrespect your mother. You don't disrespect her husband. And if you take this attitude and you go over there with that, don't say you weren't warned, <laughs> you know? So, and, and so we have that expectation of them when they're at bio mom's house. Mm-hmm. And I wish that was the expectation when they were at our house too, you know, coming from there. And maybe it is, I don't know. Um, but it is really, really hard. Like I will give you one example of my youngest stepdaughter. She's eight. I think this happened maybe about a year ago. Um, the clothes situation, right? Clothes and shoes going back and forth. Oh, we could have a whole other episode just about that. Um, so it was like red, white, and blue day at school. And of course it was a transition day. And so the only like red, white, and blue shirt that she had was something that we had gotten on vacation in Florida. It was like a Ron John surf shop shirt and stuff. And, um, so I don't know. It it is what it is, but we wanted it to stay at our house, right? It sounds petty and stupid, but if you're, if you're a bio mom or a bonus mom, you get it. They never return. Those items disappear like socks in the dryer. It'll be gone. You'll never see it again. So, you know, my husband had a conversation with her that morning because she was melting down about it. She's like, I have to wear this shirt, you know? And so we're like, okay, pick your battles, but also set the expectation that it needs to come back to our house. Mm -hmm. So that's what he did. And so two days later, she comes back to our house. She has the shirt and, oh, does she have a mouthful to say to us about how my mom thinks this is so weird and this is so wrong. And like, who do you think you are? And what? like, I shouldn't have to bring this back. And I remember she said all of that to me, just face to face, just the two of us in the kitchen. And I was just speechless. Like Mm -hmm. here's this little seven-year-old girl just, you know, took every word right out of my mouth. And I just didn't even know what to say. So I said, okay, honey, well, it's not weird, but why don't you go work on your homework? (laughs) and, And obviously then I went and had the conversation with my husband. But also in that moment, I explained to her, listen, it's not weird because if you brought something to my house and dad's house that your mom had spent her money on or mom's husband had spent his money on, we would want you to take that back to their house mm-hmm. because that's something that's special to you at their house. It was a lot of money. You know, it should, it should stay with them. If bio mom says, no, it's okay. It can stay at dad's house. That's a totally different situation. Mm-hmm. But otherwise the expectation is that, you know, they should stay there. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. But Jamie deals with the um, the negative stuff yeah. a lot more than And I honestly, do. it just recently started, obviously, because these, like, boundaries or whatever has been set, like, within the last year. So mm-hmm. it's – our relationship has done a complete 180. And so now we deal with the clothes thing. We deal with – I mean, it's just – it's kind of just everything. Like, like I said before, like, her and I, our views on parenting are so different that, like – I'm a lot like Ellie and and I like when my stepson is like well that's not fair that I can't wear this and I wanted to wear it whatever and I'm like if we have her clothes here I know she wants her stuff back Mm -hmm. just like we want our stuff back I'm like it's nothing to do with you it's Mm -hmm. just this is where the stuff belongs you know and it's like when you're here you can wear it and then um you get it from like showers to meals to food like food packing school lunches homework bedtimes I mean you you get it from every because our, our same, same. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's so different like yeah. over there it's just like 
sure you can have whatever you want you can eat whenever you want you don't want to shower for the week don't have to shower for the week you wanted to, you don't have to do homework mm-hmm. i don't agree with homework so you don't have to do homework and it's just no we have a schedule here this is what happens here there's no ifs ands or buts about it you, you just the other two know the schedule because yeah. it happens every day, yeah. you know, so, and like, but how do you, you deal with that yeah. negativity? What do you, I was going to say, break no. down in the bathtub with the glass of wine. That works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she calls me, <laughs> she goes to target and she calls yep. me yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly say like, this is the house you're at. Yeah. Yep. This is, this is where we're at. I'm like, you can do that at your mom's, but you can't do that here. That's then, pretty much the extent of it. I'm yeah. not like, well, your mom wants to do that, and then she wants to do that, and it's going to, you know, I don't do any of that. I'm just like, well, this is, my husband and I both say, this is our rules at our house, and this yeah. is just what's going to happen. And mm-hmm. all of our children, how many kids do we have between the two of us again? Are there nine? There might be nine. I think there's, there's nine. I don't know. There's so many. We, we lose track. Between dogs, cats, yeah. kids, goldfish, dogs. Our I, type I personality is dogs no, um, but no, they're all of our children are old enough to understand when we have like a calm, respectful conversation with them. And mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, we're out there saying like, well, we don't care what your mom does. Cause this is what we do here. Like, no, we're not those type of people. We have, you know, a family discussion where we say, listen, I understand you're at an age where you realize you have two homes. And that has to be incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. And while there's nothing we can do to change those circumstances for you right now, what we can do is help you understand the expectations at both houses. And when I, I feel like as a child, when you're presenting it to them like that, then it helps them realize that like, oh, okay, it's not you against them. You know, it's not dad and bonus mom against bio mom and her husband or her partner or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is a teeny tiny bit or there can be a, a united front. And for my family anyway, that's, that's how we approach it because we full, I mean, we all, all of us parallel parent, there's very little co-parenting that goes on. Um, <laughs> And so part of parallel parenting is understanding that there's different rules at different houses. Mm-hmm. You do well, things differently. Like you go to a friend's house. Yeah. They're going to have different rules. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that same way. Yep. Yeah. So, so it sounds like you guys have very similar situations, but then almost polar opposite. So, which leads me to yeah. the end of our episode of talking about your podcast because it's coming out. We're working together. I'm super excited. So where did this idea come from? Did it just get to where you're like, man, we have so many things to talk about and we're ready? Or is it because you're like, we aren't losing our minds. We're not crazy. There's other people that are going through the same thing. How did Bonus Moms podcast start? Ooh, do you want to start or do you want me to start from the very beginning? (laughs) The very beginning is kind of funny how it started. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Well, my husband knew Jamie and her husband through soccer um, cause we have tons of soccer teams between our two families and they coach together and stuff like that. And anyway, it was like an end of the part or end of the season party. And my husband was talking to those two and then I don't even remember how you and I ended up exchanging numbers and, oh no, I think like we didn't, we like sit at the park yeah. all night long and just like, yeah. so, um, so yeah, we, we had like our food like, and whatever. Lunch. And she was sitting there with her, we're with her boyfriend at the time. And I was like, I'm going to come sit with her. So I sit down and we're like, you're a bonus parent? I'm a bonus. What? And it just, and we just exploded. <laughs> the floodgates just opened and we just talked and for hours. And neither one of us 
have ever had a friend that's also a bonus Never. parent. So it's like no. we were the ones keeping it in. I mean, I've yeah. dealt with being a bonus parent for like a oh, little 10 years, long like time. six years, six what? years, no, eight years or nine years or something before yeah. I even met Ellie. Oh, before we met. Yeah. yeah. So I've been keeping it in. I've been dealing. I mean, it's been sometimes I'm like, do I need to check myself in? Because <laughs> I think I'm there. <laughs> it's like but, it's like when you ask yourself the pro- like the question, am I the problem? Right. Right. <laughs> no. Exactly. So then and you're so alone. Oh, it's, it's so lonely. Yeah. We get so many messages every day in our <laughs> our Instagram inbox that people are so lonely out there, and they're just so thankful that they found our page and you know just have people in common to chat with and stuff like that because we'll resp- we'll respond to every single DM. and that's basically we the it, reason but... we created it because yeah. we know how it feels to be alone and not have anybody and to feel like am I doing the wrong thing did I say the wrong thing am I the problem like right and your husband's their guys you yeah. know it's like they're like they just don't care they and don't then, view it the same way and then as a woman you start to go down this rabbit hole of like maybe I am the problem am yeah. I the only one dealing with this yeah. it, this can't possibly be just my family yeah. but then you don't know anybody else who's going through anything remotely similar to this mm-hmm. and so um then there was one day over the summer maybe like a month or two after we met um and uh we had everybody over to our house for a pool party um you know all those like 95 kids that we have (laughs) um so anyway the four of us you know we're just hanging out in the pool with the kids and whatever and jamie comes up with these this idea just totally out of the blue and she's like i want to start an instagram page for bonus moms and yeah, pretty much <laughs> we were yeah and, and then my husband's like let's think of a name let's like, like oh my god yeah, let's do we this were like on board immediately <laughs> and that was like two and a half years ago it probably was yeah and ellie went through a lot of stuff and then it kind of just went on a break and we kind of oh yeah we both went through hell and back at the same time for like a year and we totally had to put our page on pause because neither one of us had you know, the bandwidth or the capacity to be pouring into other people when we were going through so much ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally, like we did not log into the, we, we forgot the password. That's how long we were out of it. But then, you know, it, we're still both going through yeah. so much. And honestly, I feel like we forever will be. We will I mean, be. You just, yeah. And then now that we've created it and we've got it going and we're receiving these messages, it's honestly, it's just, it's mind blowing. Like yeah. to know, like we're helping people all, all over and, the world. And like everything we go through, it's like everyone's going through it. It's yeah. just so mm-hmm. weird. It's like really that situation you guys have been like the clothes, that situation. It's an everybody's situation. Yeah. <laughs> and all the out there who are sleeping in the same bed with their children. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why is that a common thing? Yeah, but yeah, that stopped. That stopped over here real quick. That was a no go. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, same, same here. But the thing is, like, without that page, we would never know any of this. Yeah. And so there came a point where Jamie and I were just like, you know what? We're still going through a really hard time in our blended family journey, and we're always going to be. But we need this community. Mm-hmm. We need to be pouring into these women who have nobody and men too. We've got some men who follow us, you know, bio dads who are dealing with uh, less than stellar bio mom. <laughs> and because, and like they message us too. They're like, it just helps us hear 
that we're not alone in yeah. this. And, and honestly, we just want to be a place like, obviously we have no degree. We have no, you know, any of that. We're, we go off of our experience, which is a lot of experience. I think that's more valuable than having like a college like degree. Between yeah. us, 15 <laughs> or 15, 16 years of being bonus mom. So yeah. we just wanted to offer a place to like have somebody vent, you know, another perspective. I mean, even though we're both bonus moms anyways, but it's still like, Sometimes when I do something, Ellie's like, no, nah, maybe don't do that. Or like the opposite way too. I'm like, okay, yeah, I see why you're mad, but like, it's fine. You know, but so like, like, just text me and then yeah. go to bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, you know, someone talking off someone off the ledge or just being there to vet about something. It's yeah. just even just to get off your chest, because like I said, talking to your husband or partner about it, it's yeah. just, it doesn't do the same thing. Absolutely. And, and like, you know, a few days ago we had a, a bonus mom message us and, um, cause we had. I can't remember the how the conversation started in our stories on Instagram, but um, I talked about the group chat, the group texts and stuff for co-parenting. Mm -hmm. And this one woman messaged us and she's like, thank you so much for sharing your experience with the group text. She goes, I have been over here just an anxious mess full of just confusion and not knowing what to do, not knowing how to talk to my partner about this. Mm -hmm. And she goes, a group chat? For co-parenting never even crossed my yeah. mind. Yeah. She said, I brought it up to my husband in the way that you suggested we approach the conversation. And he literally initiated the group chat with bio mom. And Jamie and I were like, oh my God, we're so happy for you. Cause you know, like that we're, we know how you feel. Yeah. We totally know how you feel. And there's so many things out there that people just don't know how to approach or maybe they didn't even, even like know the Instagram and stuff the Instagram the podcast are like we didn't even know there was such thing as your podcast or your video or your Instagram yeah. sorry and mm -hmm. and we're like you don't know about it until you either come across it or you're like in desperate need and you're like searching yeah I feel like it. that's when it's needed it's when you feel like you have it all together and you get a quarter of that way through that race you're like Okay, maybe I don't. And that's when you start, I mean, with me, I started reading the books and reading the blogs and finding pages and finding podcasts. I mean, it was one where I would go get my lashes filled and I'm like, okay, I've got 35 minutes. Please God be traffic today because I've got to get through this episode. I need it. <laughs> yeah. and so it's finding that sense of community. And, and like they said, it's not just bonus moms and bio moms. This is also for bio dads or even bonus dads that may be listening and thinking, okay, I know everything. It's huge. I know everything that goes on in my household. You have no idea sometimes how the bonus moms feel within yep. your partnership and with your children, because like we've said through this episode, we keep a lot of stuff inside. We contain it because one, we don't know how to communicate in a pretty effective manner. And I think too, it's just easier to just keep it inside versus creating a wave, creating another ripple and just having another bombshell when usually in those times, it seems like we're kind of riding the wave a little bit and we just, it's smooth. We just want to let things just be. So if you're listening to this episode and you're a bio dad, listen, you're going to get something out of this because you may not know the stress and the struggle that's happening within your four walls that maybe you could learn a different effective way to communicate with your partner or even better yet, maybe you could kind of help take a little pressure off and learn how to communicate boundaries and assist not only with us, but also with the children. Because we need a partner. I always tell I always tell my boyfriend all the time, you're a partner, but you're also a parent at the same time. You have to learn that balance. And that was something that I had to come to terms with of, okay, well, I'm just a I'm just a, a bonus mom on that weekend. 
but he's Mm -hmm. learning how to separate his time between being a parent and being a partner at the same time. So I I give him a little bit of grace here and there. He gets a little bit of a a hall pass, but it's something where if you are a male listening to this episode, you're going to get something out of it too, because we're all struggling and there's no rule book of being a parent. There's no rule book of being a bonus parent. And so we're just learning together and I'm super excited for your podcast to come out and air. And I will be watching all your Instagrams of when that launch date will be hopefully soon. And I'll put all of your information in the bio because definitely go check them out. They have some really neat, interesting, interactive stories once a week. I'm not going to give it away because I'm going to make you go and do the hard work. So (laughs) (laughs) once a week, we have the most fun page on the entire internet. I can promise you that your mind will be blown at the content you will read and you will be telling all of your friends about it. Yes, it is fun. Make you sure to go follow life afterwards. Let's say that. Oh, you absolutely will. Yeah. It's just, it is like 24 hours of pure insanity. I don't even know what word to use to describe what we do, but it's on fun. That day, it's fun. Oh, it is. Yeah. I don't know if fun is the right word or, um, but it's one of them. It is. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, even though we're called bonus moms, it's for everybody. It's for bios. It's for dads, bonuses, bonus, you know, bonus moms. dad's moms. It's for everybody. I think we can all learn from each other, which is why we call it a bonus moms community. Yeah. Well, I appreciate both of you being on sharing your stories. Like I said, you're both a lot alike, but then you're both almost polar opposite, which is great because we always need that healthy balance in a friendship. And we need that, especially when we're going through that bonus mom, because we go through it something every single day. So if you're listening to this and you're in that frustrated of, I don't know if this is worth it. I don't know if I can do this. Keep going. And remember, as I always tell you, give yourself a little bit of grace, a pat on the back, a glass of wine. You're doing a really good job. And then follow us on Bonus Moms and message us. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Little Bit of Life. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow today's episode on your favorite listening platform and share these stories to more that need to be in the know. Get in on the action with the podcast Facebook and follow the little adventures on Instagram at little cute one az. I'll catch you on the next episode.